Hello, everybody, and welcome to this edition of Two Sisters of a Certain Age, Conversations with a Therapist and a Doctor. I am your co-host, Dr. Sophia Grant, board-certified pediatrician and board-certified child abuse pediatrician. And I am your co-host, Judy Grant, licensed marriage and family therapist. So, Candy, do you know what season we're in? Um, let me see. I think they call it fall in California, but I don't see too much of a difference. Okay. Okay. Regardless of <laughs> what it looks like outside, fall to mean to me means, all right, let's pull out that fall decor, that Halloween decor and make your home Pumpkins. feel warm, cozy with browns and golds and oranges and just get that fall vibe going. Yeah, I actually um, got some hand hand blown like glass pumpkins that I got like at a thrift store a few years back that I put out. Um, I don't have as much decor as you do. You really go all out, which is really nice. Um, I remember when the kids were small, I used to get pumpkins and mm -hmm. put in the front yard. Um, uh, but yeah, it's it's a nice change. I changed my bedding reflect right. this ch change in season mm -hmm. yeah it's it's fun um i've got some garlands wrapping around the staircase right now the pumpkins are out the the fall cushions are out and it's funny because my kids tease me about it like mommy it's only september 2nd I'm like right. yeah what's right. the problem yeah and yeah. it's funny because i think they tease me about it but fast forward into their lives as adults with their families, I have a feeling we're going to see that replicated in their homes. Probably, probably. <laughs> yeah, so it's always nice to kind of change things up. Um, I don't know, it always kind of brightens my mood to come and see all of the cool little things that are yeah, around the house yeah, that signify that season. Here. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. talk to you about something today and I think it's something that women really fall into without even realizing that they're falling into it and I think this definitely affects women of all ages but I think even more so as we get older what's that sorry not sorry I'm sorry what do you oh, mean I'm sorry. sorry I'm sorry what I don't understand what do you mean what? what I mean by this is that women often find themselves apologizing. Oh, yeah, that's so true. We let me, apologize let me... for so much. Yeah. And you know what? Um, it's funny. I have two two kind of um, stories that happened to me recently. I was at the supermarket and I was going to get um, salad and there was a woman in the in the way and I, I just waited for her to get what she was, you know, it wasn't a big deal. And she said, oh, I'm sorry. And I said, you don't have to apologize. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry. And she was apologizing for saying, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm, that was mm -hmm. one. And then I was in a meeting earlier this week and two people came in, a man and a woman, and they were both in the clinic and uh, they were late to the meeting. And the man came and he sat down and the woman came and she said, I'm sorry for being late. And right. um, the man didn't have a 
need to apologize. And um, we're always apologizing. Yes. I mean, what do you think that comes from? I, I think there are a number of things that contribute mm -hmm. to this. Um, I think when we're raised, there is um, this expectation of, of being polite, mm -hmm. right? We teach our all of our kids, say please and thank you and blah, 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 blah. But for women, for little girls in particular, that idea, that notion of being polite, like is increased tenfold. So we're, we are programmed to say that I'm sorry. We're programmed to ask for forgiveness for, you know, anything being, you know, being in the way at the grocery store. Yeah. And Pro it's something to not be rude. And instead right. of saying, excuse me, it's I'm sorry. Right. And the thing is, as you talk about that grocery store incident, that happened to me the other day. Uh, mm -hmm. Again, somebody grabbing their pasta and like I'm going around them and they're apologizing to me. And I again said, oh, no, you're fine. You're good. Right. Um, but there is definitely this this idea that we need to always be apologizing to others. Right. You know, it's, it's very different for women than it is for men because they don't feel like they have to apologize right. to the degree that we do. Right. Um, I have a friend who was telling me that uh, she's no longer married, but when she was married, her husband used to shame her for getting her period. Mm. And she was like, she, she wanted to make herself small, like, you know, like, oh, did you bleed on the sheets? Like, that's gross. Or, or did you so throw something in the trash? You smell. And I'm like, oh my God. You okay, know, so that takes it to a whole other level. There are like, all sorts of issues there. Like, yeah, yeah, that, that, that's, but I'm like, you know, you think about womanhood and you think about, you know, XX chromosome, a lot of being a woman and people say you're a woman now when you get your period. And so this woman was apologizing for her mm -hmm. womanhood. Right. And she was right. made to feel shame for her womanhood. And then I also think about when you have a baby and you're nursing, you're feeding your child. And people say, don't do that in public. Don't do, you know, um, like somehow it's nasty. And this is like one of the most beautiful things Natural. you can do. It's like your body providing nourishment and not only did your body house a baby, but now you're keeping that baby alive with you. And, and women are, are shamed. I think a lot of um, this apology is mm -hmm. like we're, we're always ashamed of who we are. Right. And, you know, as you mentioned that, um, I, my, a girlfriend of mine recently had a baby and I was over visiting both of them and it was time for her to nurse her baby. So, you know, she she gets her little drape and everything and to she's like, oh, up. I'm so to cover up. And, you know, that's fine. I, you don't need to do that for me. Uh -huh. um, but she's like, oh, I'm so sorry, Judy. I'm like, what are you sorry for? Yeah. Yeah. And to me, like there is nothing to me more beautiful than a woman nursing a child. 
Like yeah. that to me, like I, I look at that and I like you kind of remember when you used to do it for your kids and it's it's it almost gives me happy hormones, you know? Right, right. So separate and apart from the beauty of that and why we feel like we have to apologize for that, there's, you know, there's this deep-seated message in us as women that we always have to make ourselves smaller, yeah. yeah, make excuses in order to be accepted or to receive approval or validation. Right. And the things that we say we're sorry for really does not need an apology. Right. Like the man coming into the meeting, he just sat down. Right. He didn't give a rat's ass about apologizing to anybody, but the woman right. did. Right. And how do we how do we break that? And I think that part of this is it comes from a sense of confidence. Do you feel worthy? Do you mm -hmm. feel worthy to be in that room? Um, do you feel like um, you're just an extra, you know? And so you have to apologize and kind of make yourself smaller. I think there are a whole lot of internal dilemmas that are going along with this. And we don't even realize it because we say it on a regular. Right, right. Now, I mean, have you done anything conscious to not be apologizing for who you are? I mean, I carry a bunch of baggage. You probably carry it too. Just being a black woman. You know, I find yeah. that I have to, you know, um, kind of check mm. how I speak. So I don't, I don't come across too forceful. I don't, I mean, I've been told I'm too direct mm -hmm. um, and I'm like, what the hell is that? If I say it and I call it, what, what is that? And I don't feel that um, uh, non-people of color get the same criticism that right. we get. Um, but, you know, although I do try, I am aware of how I am perceived, I do try and um, not make myself small. Like, I'm not going to make myself small to make you feel comfortable. Right. You know, if I make a mistake, I acknowledge the mistake, but I'm not going to apologize for who I am or the space I take up or the opinions mm -hmm. that I have or my culture, my hair, my, you know, it's right. just, um, it, it, it's something that I'm definitely working on. Um, but you can kind of still fall into that trap. Right. And, you know, when it comes to getting health care as women, um, mm. we kind of, we don't want to talk about certain things or we, we kind of accept the patriarchy and, um, you know, we, we need to learn to stand up for ourselves. You know, yeah, I think I think that advocacy, that self-advocacy piece um, and that, that sense of empowerment is is helping us to to minimize that constant feeling of like apologizing, right, of mm -hmm. needing to apologize. And you do have to advocate for yourself and you can't be sorry 
that you're asking your doctor, you're asking your teacher, you're asking somebody if you need something from them. Right, right. You just need to say, hey, this is what what I need. need. Mm -hmm. This is what I need. And you know what? I had a student reach out to me. Um, Professor, I wasn't sure about this thing for the paper. Um, Can you help me out? And, you know, I'm so sorry to bother you. Like, don't be sorry. This is what I'm here for. And, you know, I kind of broke it down for the student. And um, I'm like, you don't need to apologize for asking when you need a little bit of guidance, support, and help. Mm -hmm. And, And so I think... Again, we've been so programmed. You asked earlier if there was anything that I did uh, personally. And I think I've always been a very polite person, you know, like respectful and what have you. And then I walk in with this blackness that is me. Um, And I just continue to try to be respectful and polite to people. Um, And sometimes I think they're taken aback by that and that's like a whole other issue. What, they're taken aback by your politeness? Candy, yes. Because it's politeness. It's, it's you know, being articulate. It's, it's so many other things that they uh, might be surprised by. So, so that, they, that, that's racism because they don't yeah. expect you to... Right, yeah. so mm-hmm. there's this whole other thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but in regards to feeling like I have to apologize for me today, no. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I feel like this this is like one of the best periods of my life. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to apologize for who I am because I know I'm worthy. I know I'm valuable. And I know that I have a lot to bring to that table. So if I am truly sorry that I'm late to a meeting because this, that, and the other happened, I will say that. But I'm mm-hmm. not going to say it to to small up myself. Do you see mm-hmm. the difference? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, and you know, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead, go ahead. No, I'm, you know, as we're thinking about this and talking, I'm, I'm just like looking online and I just Googled why women say they're sorry. Mm-hmm. Like it opens up a floodgate of of different articles and thoughts and opinions, perspectives. And so this is something that a lot of people are talking about. A lot of women are contending with. It's not just you and I like, oh, let's talk about this. Mm-hmm. No, this is a significant thing that people are addressing, whether it's personally or in the workplace. There's an article in Forbes magazine how women can stop apologizing and take their power back. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think there's, there's so much kind of misogynism in this kind of like, like women need to know their place. Right. And, you know, you get into a position of power and you say your opinion and all of a sudden it's, you don't know your place. And, um, it, I think we have to reprogram ourselves, and I'm definitely more aware of it, but I, I do not see our kids, our, our daughters, apologizing for who they are. I mm. think, I mean, I, I see my girls as, um, like, they're smart, they know they're smart, they know they're pretty, 
they know they're achieving and they they don't apologize for themselves i think the uh what is this gen z is it gen mm -hmm. z we're talking about i think um they have like certainly they have uh claimed their sexuality mm -hmm. you know they don't bring shame there's not the shame that we had with regard to sexual behavior and having sexual relationships and being a sexual being. And um, I don't see them trying to small up themselves, little up themselves. Yeah, you know? and, uh, I yeah I, and I appreciate that um, very much because, you know, as, as two mothers of girls, we've got four girls between us, um, we, we don't want them in the corner. Mm. Right. We don't want them feeling less than, and we don't want them apologizing for who they are. Right, right. You know, because they are smart. They are, you know, achieving. Um, and I think it's maybe what it is, is that we're instilling a certain level of confidence and worth in our children and our girls more so than maybe in the past yeah because you know because it. yeah because generationally you know we see these societal changes and attitudes and behaviors over the course of time so i mean think about women in the 50s right you the know panty, the pantyhose the high heels um the hair mother, yeah, and you were mother, doing this even if you were staying at home yeah, our mother talks about, um, she had her brother, I think she was, what, 23, when Rupi was born, and she's in labor, and um, she's going to the hospital, and my father is helping her pull on her stockings so she can be presentable to go into labor at the hospital as um, a 23-year-old woman, and... Um, I think about like daddy wouldn't be like helping mommy to put on her stockings, but I think how mommy presented herself was a reflection on him also. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I, I think there is definitely a generational component to mm -hmm. this. Um, I, I want to say that I feel like women today, our young women, are more comfortable in their skin. Mm -hmm. And maybe that is because of this, like, this empowering movement, this emboldened movement for our young women. Um, and I think also just the, the beautiful diversity in our, in our population. Right. And they are seeing, like, yeah, we may be different, but we're the same, and we all deserve a seat at the table. And so they're, they're lifting that up in ways where people don't have to feel um, othered, and in turn, they don't have to feel like they have to apologize. Yeah, and I, as, you know, the medical director of the, child, the um, sexual assault team, Oh, my God. Women get into so much trouble. And, um, well, I, that, that's a wrong way of saying it. 
women are victimized. Yes. Because of this wanting themselves to be small and apologizing and not wanting to be rude. Mm -hmm. Um, Countless times I've heard I was uncomfortable and I wanted to go home, but I didn't want to be rude or I didn't, I didn't think it would look good or, and so again, that's kind of apologizing for your feelings. Like I have this feeling and it doesn't feel right, but I'm not going to act on it because I don't want to be rude. And then you find yourself sexually assaulted. Also think about um, how women get re-traumatized, re-victimized when they're in a court of law. And, you know, while you were wearing that, that, you know, that sexy dress. Right, right. There have been movies about this. Right. Uh, There have been so many things, um, lots of discussions about this and how women would have to apologize for what they're wearing. Yeah. And, you know, women should be able to wear whatever the hell they want to wear. Yeah. And not apologize for it. Um, This goes back to, kind of reminds me of Denim Day. Yeah. Tell me what Denim Day is. um, I'm not going to get the details right, but I believe this occurred in Italy. Yes? Yeah, it was Italy. Okay, so there was a sexual assault um, against a woman that took place in Italy. A girl, a girl, a a teenager. And when, through the course of the trial, they shared that, or the, the defense shared that she was a willing participant because her jeans were so tight that there is no way they could have been removed without her help. Yeah. God. And yeah. So now you've got a little, a, you know, a young woman apologizing for, for her wearing jeans. her jeans. So on denim day, denim day is the day in April where yes. you wear jeans to kind of um, highlight um, that, you know, with women should not be blamed for their sexual assault. Right, God, I feel right. nauseous just thinking about how horrible that is. But the candy. So if we're little girls and we're being taught to apologize from the time that we're very young, and then we, we hear examples of things like this, and we see them in the boardroom and in the schools and in the this and the that. It's no wonder that we do this. Yeah, I, I think of like a working woman, um, you know, when um, I was married and working and the kids got sick, the father never got the phone call to come get your kid. Oh, no. Please. And so... <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> we we had to apologize. I'm sorry I have to leave work to pick up my sick child. I'm sorry right. I miss work. My baby's sick. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, God, it's so freaking oppressive. Like, shit. Yeah. But you know? but we we are we are getting better. We are. Well, and I'm gonna I'm gonna um I don't have this exact quote and it's this beautiful thing, but if anybody has seen the Barbie movie, 
there's this beautiful speech that America Ferrera gives where she's talking about like the burden of womanhood. Yeah. And it is, you know, I kind of went into that movie like, oh, this is just going to be this fluff piece, fluff. right? Mm -hmm. Beautiful, so visually appealing, but this fluff movie. Finding out that it's a, a whole lot deeper than it was. So I commend, um, I commend Robbie. That movie it, yes. has made over a billion dollars, by the way. But in the movie, it talks a lot about like female empowerment and it talks about like the burdens of womanhood. And it's, it's really like celebrating women um, and our power and, and, and not being this, not being secondary right. and not having to apologize. So it, it's a lot deeper than I expected. And I really did appreciate that. So, you know, um, in my role, uh, you know, at work, I'm, um, you know, in a position of power and authority. And um, I work with only one man and the rest are women. And um, one thing I think is important is to uh, use language that is empowering. Um, so when people come to me and they um, apologize for having to leave work to pick up their, I'm like, listen, I got kids, just go, go handle your business. Don't apologize. Mm -hmm. um, um, or apologize for this. Or I said, don't, don't apologize. You know, don't, don't try and diminish your value or your worth to, to make yourself uh, acceptable to me. Right. And um, that, that's one thing that I'm trying to do for my staff is right. to not be an apologist, you know, for right. myself and, and to lift people up and empower people and to make people realize that they have value. Yeah. Um, because I think because of my role, um, yeah, I've been told I'm intimidating. So I, I, I do try and use language to empower people, uh, my, my, my staff, mm -hmm. my, my, the, the ladies I work with so that they don't feel apologized, that they, they do feel like they can make decisions, come up with ideas, come and approach me. And right. I think it's a, it's a conscious effort that, uh, you really have to, uh, do to, to kind of let women know that they're valuable in the workplace. Right. And, you know, um, working with clients, especially those that might be suffering um, from low self-esteem, it's helping to build that up in them, mm. helping them to recognize their worth, um, having them put post-it notes on their bathroom mirror. I am worthy. I am beautiful. I am valuable. All of these these little interventions to help them realize, you know, that they do have power and they, they that they can hold on to that and they don't have to acquiesce um, as they move through this life. And so it's it's really how do we foster that sense of confidence and worth in our young people 
um, and continue to do so, because like we said earlier, we see that there is a shift, but we need to continue that. We need to continue that and we need to empower our young people. We need to empower our own colleagues, our peers. Right. To, to let them know, um, remind them of their value um, and stop saying, I'm sorry. Right. Stop saying, I'm sorry. Um, you know, if you sneeze, you sneeze. You don't have to apologize for it. <laughs> so true. So, so do, you, do you apologize if you fart? No. You, what do you say? Excuse me. Excuse me. You can say excuse me, but you don't say I'm sorry. No. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, hold on. I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and say the fact that you use the word fart is so disconcerting to me. I know. Because as Jamaicans, we don't say that, and it's almost a bad word. So I was kind of like, who the hell is my sister right I now? But I, I, you need I, to apologize for using that language. Sorry. <laughs> I, yeah. In Jamaicans, we say poop. 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 You, you, yeah. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> but since most of our audience is American, yeah, I, I use the vernacular of America. Okay. So, okay. Um, <laughs> all right. So, moving forward, like uh, me, I personally. I'm not making myself small to make you feel comfortable with who I mm -hmm. am. I'm not going to do that. Right. I am not going to apologize for things that are, are normal or things that happen. I am not going to apologize for my opinions. No. Or who I am. Um, I will empower those who I work with to hold their own space, to take up space, and to not be sorry for who they are. I'm going to do what you do. Okay. You, you always copy off of me. Entire life. <laughs> that's, that's what you say, so might as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No, and I think for me, working with students, working with clients, with my colleagues, just, you know, giving them the grace to be themselves and accepting that completely without them feeling that they have to um, be any less than because they don't. Right. They you know, do not. I was just thinking sometimes I examine teenage girls and they apologize to me that their legs aren't shaved. Yeah. Can you imagine? Like I'm seeing yeah. them for a sexual assault exam and they apologize that whatever, their right. natural hair is still there. Wow, that okay. just me. Yeah, there's a lot to unpack there. Mm -hmm. um, we wanna thank you for, for joining us in, in this conversation um, and let you know that I, I might feel very strong and confident today, but there was definitely a part of my life where I felt like I was tripping over the, over the apologies that I had to make to different people in my life um, for whatever reason. Um, and today we want to lift you up and embolden you so you don't feel like you have to be small, but know that if you've apologized in the supermarket at work at home 
But if you want to stop doing that and just allow yourself to be you and to embrace all of you, please know that we can relate. We can relate. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of uh, Tusoka entitled Sorry Not Sorry. Um, <laughs> we want you to uh, reach out to us at uh, TusokaPodcasts at gmail.com and send us your questions, comments, concerns, and do us a favor. And if you could just rate us, rank us on whatever platform you listen to, that helps our numbers and it helps us to grow. And please share with a friend. We love having new people come in and becoming part of the Tusoka family. Thank you so much. Thank you. Goodbye. No Longer Network.